0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP.
1: Hello. Hello. Hi.
0: Today, we're going to be playing Q-Birds, designed by Stefan Alexander, developed by Sebastian Kim of The Loop and Clement Milker. The artist is Christian dar Nederlanden and it's published in 2018 by Up Games and Pandasaurus. Every day, dozens of birds perch on the fences of our countryside. When it is time to fly away, these birds jumble up, unable to organize themselves into flocks to fly home, help them find a way back to their nest. What a pleasant description. Uh, the mechanics are hand management and set collection, and at the box art...
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> it is... Um... Yeah, so it's a picture of a bird, but the bird is um, very cube-like, and um, in fact, everything in the picture has kind of those, yeah, it's very angular. Um, Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, a little bird on, a, on a, like a power line, but again, he's made out of different colored boxes and...
2: Is there a name for this art style? I believe it's called voxel art, where you make the art out of cubes, essentially. It's very popular in Minecraft. People can do some really impressive things.
3: Uh, Yeah, it's interesting. The background is all fuzzy, but the uh, bird is in the foreground and very much in focus.
0: That's called bokeh. I know that one.
3: Oh, Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Would you pull it off a shelf?
0: Kate. Uh,
1: Yes. Um, I have to admit I wasn't listening when you were reading the description, Um, but now that I see the cover, it's cute, and I would pull it off the shelf.
0: You should scroll up and read the description. What? It's a good description. Okay. I would normally have said no, but after the success of Cubitos, I'm on board with cubed things, so uh, I'll say yes as well. Also, that description is lovely. (laughs) BP.
3: Uh, yeah, it is super cute, and I saw it at Gen Con and wanted to check it out.
2: And you had me at birds, so come <laughs> in. Our
0: success rate with bird games is very high. It's,
2: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: That's true. Last time uh, we
1: thought we had a cap to bird games,
0: but yeah, we no. turns out we don't.
2: Yep. No, yeah, I, I like the art. I saw this one at. I thought it was released this year, the, the amount that they were kind of hyping it up mm-hmm. at the Pandasaurus booth at Gen Con. But they must have just gotten the rights to publish it. Yeah, that's true. I did see that Catch Up Games did it first. And then, yeah, this must be a, a mm-hmm. republishing, I guess.
0: Um, All right. How do we think it's played uh, with hand management, set collection, Birds on Fences? Hmm.
3: Well, so the birds are all jumbled up. We're going to want to organize them. So our set collection, we're going to have birds. I'm guessing it's kind of like uh, I know one of those card games where you lay down like a set of like, kind of like a... Like rummy? Old maid or whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where you lay down sets of birds.
2: Okay. Yeah. And the person flocks. with the most
3: sets. With, yes.
0: Do we have like flock objectives?
3: But how are they cubes? Why are they
0: cubes? I feel like there's got to be some sort of cube, like, blocks or something, right?
3: There's no dice. It's just cards?
0: Yeah. It doesn't mean there's not cubed birds. Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Maybe that's how they're all jumbled out. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's kind of like a jigsaw, and we have little cubes of birds that we're putting together to make a whole bird. Mm.
0: Okay, I like it. Mm -hmm. So we've got jigsaw birds that we need to help gather other birds to form a flock and fly away. All right, uh, history of um, cubed birds.
3: So I went with today thinking about cubes and art, cubism. Cubism uh, is an early 20th century avant-garde art form that really, I mean, revolutionized, I feel like, is the word that comes to mind. But it just really kind of turned art on its head for various reasons. Um, But it was started in the early 20th century, especially prominent in the 1910s and 1920s in Paris by Pablo Picasso and Georges Braque. Um, So uh, the... Most probably popular phase of Cubism that people know is called analytic Cubism. And I'm not going to go into full art history mode, but this um, art form was part of the early forms of Cubism that began around 1906, 1908 uh, and remained popular until about the 1914s and then other forms came in that remained very popular until about 1919-1920 until um surrealism kind of replaced it as kind of the most avant-garde art form but what it really was is that um Picasso and Braque, what they wanted to do was pursue uh, kind of the analysis of artistic exploration by deconstructing objects. So they would take an object, break it apart into all of its parts, and then reassemble it back together in an idea of the object, but not a realistic portrayal. Uh, Picasso was once uh, quoted for saying, I paint forms as I think them, not as I see them.
2: So, why he has like an ear on the side of his head, like his nose, is like, isn't that Picasso? Yes. Okay. And that's cubism? Yes. So, if I took like a hamburger. Well,
3: you, to the, technically, you do have ears on the side of your head.
2: Yeah, but wasn't like the ear on Picasso, like, not in the normal place that an ear might be? Right.
3: Yeah. Cubism. It's the idea
2: of, of a an cube. object. It just seems like you like took something apart, and then you don't have the instruction booklet anymore, and you didn't know exactly how to put it back together.
3: Well, you know, that actually, if you think about the historical context in which this was created, the 19-teens and 1920s is a time of great upheaval in Europe, and so it kind of was a period in time when people's ideals were being really challenged, and so you can start to see that kind of overflowing in some of the art.
0: It was a time where all the instruction manuals were burned for the war. (laughs)
2: Yep. Nobody knew how to put their hamburger back together. Uh, All right. So you guys want to know how to play? We've told you how it was played. Or do you you want the idea of how to play? (laughs) And then we can just construct it on how we want to. All right. uh, So I'm not entirely sure what we're supposed to be. But we are supposed to help birds get back to their nests. So we got that going for us, and that's nice. Our goal is to gather seven different bird species, or at least three birds of two different species. The first dealer is randomly chosen. But maybe the last to see a bird, the last to help a bird into its nest, which I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to touch birds if they're not in their nest. Uh, so maybe, the, who's the last person to help a bird into its nest? I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, I I just assumed if it was anybody, it'd be you. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, I I don't think I've ever helped a bird into its nest. I mean, we
3: created a birdhouse for birds to nest in.
2: That's true. I did build a birdhouse and they did nest inside the birdhouse. That seems pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go first then. Uh, okay, the game is going to be played over successive rounds and each player takes a turn until no cards are remaining and then the round ends. So on a player's turn, they must lay down a bird card from their hand. You're going to choose a bird card from your hand and then you must play all birds of that species to the left or right of one of the rows in the center of the table. So we're going to have four rows in the center of the table that are be uh, built out of the cards from the deck. The species that does not have, and the species that you play, and the row that you play it to, you don't have to have a matching species in that uh, row. So you're going to pick a bird from your hand, play all the cards of that bird to any row, uh, left or right of the cards that are already on the table. Uh, uh, If a row does have a match to that species, you're going to take all the cards in between the cards that you just played and its match. So you're not going to take the ones that you just played, you're going to take the cards in between uh, Mm -hmm. what you played and a matching card that's already in the row. Uh, Then the cards are slid together to form their new row. And if there's ever a single species in a row, the dealer will draw cards from the draw pile and place them into that row until there are at least two different species. So every player has to do that every turn. And then optionally, a player can complete a flock. So the player must show all the cards in their hand of the same species. If the number revealed equals the small number on the card, they've competed, completed a small flock and they get to keep one of those revealed cards. If they, uh, and you keep two if it matches or exceeds the larger number. All the remaining cards are placed in the discard. Completing a flock is never required, but a player can only complete one flock per turn. Uh, So the round ends when one player has no cards in their hand, and then all players with remaining cards place those cards in the discard. The player who ended the round becomes the new dealer and gives each player a hand of eight cards, and the round begins again. The game ends immediately if a player gains their seventh different species from a flock that they've played, or has at least three birds of two different species. Uh, that player is the winner. The game also ends if the dealer is not able to deal eight cards to all players at the beginning of the round, in which case the player with the most birds in their collection is the winner. And if there's still a tie, the victory is shared. And that's it. Those are all the rules.
3: So lay down jigsaw birds, make birds.
2: Help birds to their nest (laughs) or what we we think the idea of a bird is.
3: There you go. It's all there. (laughs) Let's play.
0: finished a game of q birds to recap i had five of seven bird variety varieties with two parrots kate had five of seven with two ducks and two vile blue jays uh bp had four of seven with two owls and two tall boy birds and kiwi won with four of seven but he had three toucans and three flamingos winning bird strategy
2: I was originally I wanted one of every bird species cuz that sounded like fun. And then when I noticed that the toucans and the flamingos needed very low flock counts, I and then I got lucky and was able to get a flamingo pretty early on. Then I just like went for toucans as well. So that was my kind of my goal.
0: Mhm. Anybody else strategy?
3: Collect pretty birds. Ducks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I I had a hard time getting ducks because I went after Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, theme, uh, how did you, what did you think of the theme?
1: Um, hmm.
0: do you feel like you were birding flocks?
1: Uh, no. Um, yeah, I mean, you're just getting cards and making sets, um, but there is a, there is a theme because you do have bird cards and you're putting together flocks. But is that how flocks work? That you know you keep one or two of them and then the rest get to go. Home?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so, then, yeah, it's.
1: And then uh, are you organizing a, like a bird sanctuary? You have one of each kind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, m- much li- much like Noah, we all wanted just one of each type <laughs> <laughs> or two. Uh-huh. one to two yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah um
0: yeah i don't think it's not super thematic obviously there, there's a it's like a cool theming on top but in terms of mechanically it's not yeah it's not uh, tied in but it's yeah or maybe very very lightly
2: yeah i i think you know with something like wingspan where it was like you know the number of eggs that you could put on birds mm-hmm. like roughly matched like the 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 in egg life, size really of, many. you know, generally what that, what that bird would actually lay mm-hmm. and same thing with like the nests and stuff, you know, I didn't really get that with this because it's like, I've never seen a flock of flamingos that only numbered to two or three flamingos, you know, <laughs> right. like it's They're always huge. like ginormous <laughs> yeah. flocks yeah. of flamingos. Um, also like, uh, well, the, the other bird
0: game we played where it's like the vultures came in and scared them off and
1: stuff uh, Yeah, uh,
3: like a
0: little bit, there wasn't really anything kind of like that in this one. Yeah. Uh, Table presents, though.
3: Those cards are so cute. The birds are so cute. (laughs) And you would walk by because you just have a table full of cute cards. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I I did notice even the cards have different art. Uh, For some of the birds, they're not all the same. I mean, there's maybe only, uh, you know, one variant, but... It still gives it some variety
2: yeah I, I think it was like the direction so you had one bird looking mm-hmm. left and one bird looking right but i did notice that even on the birds that are looking the same direction the grass at the bottom of the card is oh. all different mm-hmm. yeah. so there isn't a car that is the same mm. uh, so that's nice uh the tall boy which this person on bgg also called the ice cream sandwich bird <laughs> which that makes sense uh a warbler okay uh. yeah
3: Oh, interesting.
2: Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I think like table presence wise, like I would definitely stop and look because it the the art looks fun, uh, and so I would be interested to see like okay, what is this game that has fun art. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I did. I saw it in
2: the hot game display. Room. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It had that feature of like. I don't want to discard these birds, even though that's the move I should do because yeah. they're cute. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh,
2: mechanics, Kiwi. Um, so I don't think we've played a game similar to like the hand management piece. You know, I need to discard cards in order to get other cards. But I think it happened to Eric and I on this on the second round where it's like we didn't really have much of a play. I I don't know what Eric had, but like I only had one type of bird in my hand and. I got lucky on BP's turn, the bird that came out matched. So I was able to get something extra or I would have ended the turn right there. And I wasn't sure if like, that's what I wanted to do or not, but I would have been forced to do it. But it was an interesting kind of, I need to build sets, but I have to get rid of my cards in order to build those sets. Um, So I don't think we've played anything, you know, kind of similar to that.
0: Yeah. And then if you're like holding a big set, it's also kind of not great because you can't do much else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I think there were a couple times we sacrificed a big set of birds just to, because it wasn't going anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I, I had, I had eight of nine little birds and I was really trying to figure out how do I get that final bird. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, anybody else?
2: Mechanics?
1: No, I think that's, that's it.
0: Yeah. yeah it's simple. yet. Straightforward game. Uh, rules. How is it learning the game? Not too bad. I
1: think. No, I was just gonna say not too bad. It's it's pretty simple.
3: Yeah, the way he read the instructions though, like, seemed completely different to when we were actually in the the playthrough. It made much more sense when it, to visually see it mm. as opposed to just listening to it. But yeah, I mean, you picked it up within around.
0: I think, like, the shock of, like, oh, I got to put down all my bird
3: cards
0: (laughs) is like the most, like, you don't, it seems counterintuitive at first, I think, but obviously you figure it out pretty quick. Uh, How's the rule book?
2: Uh, The the rule book is super short. Um, The only thing I struggled on finding was like if there was a hand limit, and I did like Control F and look for it. But it would make sense that there wouldn't be a hand limit because then you would have Mm -hmm. to like discard stuff and you wouldn't have that problem of I have eight little birds and nothing else. Like I'm about to lose all these tiny birds. So uh, but other than that, like the rule book is pretty well spelled out. And I think this is one where I would definitely I think I mean, honestly, if I could, I would it our podcast format doesn't really work that way, but I would. Well, when I'm teaching you guys, I would prefer to be able to like visually be able to move cards around and Mm -hmm. show you exactly what I'm saying, because it's the easiest way, especially for the way that you guys learn. But um, I yeah, I think I feel like this one's definitely when you have to teach that way, because it's just easier to show Mm -hmm. than it is to sort of explain it. But Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. One thing that would be different in person is you'd see how many cards everybody has. So it wouldn't be a shock as much when somebody goes out.
0: Yeah. Well, it still can be because you, you could, they could have eight cards yeah. and they're all the same. Like when you did the big Blue right. Jay to go out, like you yeah, had a ton of cards. Yeah, it could come so. out of nowhere. Yeah, it's true. Just, I think it's always going to be kind of like a surprise unless they're giving it away. Mm-hmm. So going on that player interaction, um, not too much. I mean, it's a drafting game, so if somebody takes the bird you want, but I don't, I think the only thing I did is I tried to deny Kiwi a flamingo. Mm-hmm. That was probably about the only interaction thing we did. It's not just drafting.
3: Yeah. 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 No, no, I did I not. Agree.
2: Yeah.
3: I just waited to hear till, uh, you know, Kiwi called my name that it was my turn. So,
2: <laughs> I mean, the one good part is is it did go relatively did. quick. Yeah, it does. Damn.
3: And it's got the cute factor. So maybe you would
1: interact with you because you were talking about that.
0: The, was most of the interaction was like, oh. Oh, it's a little bird or.
1: I don't oh, want to give Blue up Jay, my ducks. Which talks. for some reason Eric doesn't like. Yeah. Which I oh, Blue
0: Jays are assholes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Gotta get rid of these tall sandwich boys. <laughs> um, would you play it again, Kiwi? No, I think I'm good. Uh, once was enough. It wasn't a bad game. That's just I think we have better bird games. Um, and it was interesting, but I, yeah. Once was enough. I'm good.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, It was fine. It was fun to play, but I don't think I would like jump out of me. There's other similar like drafting. There's so many drafting games. There's so many bird games. It seems like a lot of options that are a little bit more more interesting. It's also kind of a bit luck based because obviously like you might need, especially because you get down to like, I need one or two types of birds left to win. And then you just might never get lucky. And those birds never come out on your turn
2: yeah and I don't know what the distribution like it there might be not as many flamingos as there are right. little boys, but, and I don't know what that distribution is because it doesn't tell you in the rule book
0: uh, Kate?
1: um I'm a yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i I liked it uh we we do have a lot of uh bird games already um but this one is is so simple and i I think I often spring this one up, but like I could see it with my family. Yeah, like, I, I, was, I was going to say games. that.
0: If you need a, like a good family game, yeah. especially for people who just kind of like are good with card games but don't play a lot of board games, this is a good
1: sort yeah. of. It's like peep mats is pretty simple, but like still, my eight-year-old nephew like couldn't play that. I don't think so, but he might be able to play this. So.
3: I'm also a yes. Uh, they were just so cute that I just want to look at them all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want more games with cube animals, just in general.
3: Yeah, yeah, I could be down for that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Here's an article on Blue Jays. They may be cute, but they're airborne jerks of the highest order. They have a reputation (laughs) for bullying other birds. They eat other birds' babies. They mimic other birds to steal their food. They're just assholes. They really are?
3: Yeah, they really are
0: jerks. Oh, uh, is this where we end? Uh, Uh, Typically. That was uh, cube birds.
3: So if you have any recommendations of bird games or just cube art games you would like to hear our impressions on, send them our way. You can do so via email at first at Gmail or hit us up on the formerly known as Twitter and the currently known as Instagram. We are at first Turncast. The podcasting camel says in his cube form, this is an idea, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games.
0: Blue Jay.
2: I'll just throw. The worst of the (laughs) birds.
0: Keith is unhappy with you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All these ducks. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.